This season on the Set Yourself Free podcast, you are going to hear from nine incredible women, nine business owners that own six-figure and multiple six-figure businesses who are bringing you behind the curtain because I know one thing that we are craving more of in the online space is a look into what it actually is behind the scenes, what goes into having a profitable online business. We're sick of the shiny objects and the fancy feeds. And so I am bringing you deep into these conversations with these women. So stay tuned. I know that you are going to love this season. So my name is Katherine Pritchard and I'm a former therapist turned coach. And I coach female founders to unlock the abundant woman within and to make fuck you money. So talk to us about how your business has evolved, maybe from being when you were kind of like half in, half out. And then if there was a decision point or kind of what changed to go all in. Yeah, totally. So I think I originally envisioned my coaching business as just kind of like similar to a therapy model, but longer programs and just like a higher fee because of having like continual contact between calls. Mm -hmm. which is such a big, I think, value add and like such a game changer. And then my vision really expanded to want to have a greater impact. Like, and I think impact can be measured. And so it's so hard to measure, right? Is that in terms of money? Is that in terms of the sheer number of people you reach on a podcast or what have you? Mm -hmm. Or like even an impact on an individual's life that, you know, takes them from 10 to a hundred percent, right? Like I think measuring impact is really hard, but what I decided is that I wanted to reach a a wider audience. That was the impact that I wanted to choose and step out of working with only maybe 15 women at a given time. So I recently just rebranded. And I think, I think too, not to like bring therapy in too much, but right. There's this like psychoanalytic Freudian idea of being a blank slate you know, whether or not that's how you were trained. And I was still kind of a taboo, edgy, say it like I see it therapist, which my clients loved about me, but I've stepped a lot more into that as a coach. And so my branding has naturally evolved over time. And so with that, I want to reach a wider audience. So that's why I'll be launching my own podcast. And, and, And so that's a big part of it, really just it's very liberating as much as I loved being a therapist and therapy is so highly valuable. Like as a practitioner, I prefer being a coach because I can really own all of who I am. I can be the quote unquote expert in some sense, but I can kind of drop this professional persona. And I think there's almost like more of a human to human connection, which is really beautiful to me. And so I'm really kind of owning more like bold, edgy, unapologetic vibes because I think my ideal clients who are female founders who are just so incredibly smart and well-educated and, you know, check all these boxes, they're still having a really hard time negotiating in rooms with venture capitalists. They're not requesting as much money as they truly need for operating expenses when they crowdfund. So they're, so they're leaving money on the table And in that way, they're not really fully stepping into their powers. So I kind of want to like embody that energy that I feel like they really need. And and I think part of that is just being this, you know, bold, edgy, unapologetic 
badass, sexy boss vibes, like quite frankly, you know, like, and, and let that be okay. And, you know, if you talk to me two years ago, I would like laugh and be like, that would never happen. But that's kind of always who I've been in my personal life. And so it's been a really, I feel really grateful that I've been able to expand into that in my business persona and still own my professional expertise and not have that questioned. Although some people may question it, but, but that's cool. You know, (laughs) I can handle that. (laughs) Yeah. So was there a moment when you were like, okay, I've got to, I've got to own these parts myself, show up in this energy where you kind of like in and out with it. I'm just always curious because sometimes, sometimes it's a series of many, many decisions, but sometimes it's like a moment that we all can kind of define. Yes. I think, well, I feel like life and business is the same. And so I was going through a rough patch in my, I was going through a really big rough patch with my fiance actually this past year. And we have now, we have now separated and I was thinking about all the time and energy I invested in the relationship, not necessarily in like a scornful way, but when I was thinking about that and working through that in my own mind, what I realized, and I know this is spoken about in other places on the internet, but I, had, I hadn't actually ever stumbled upon it. And so upon reflecting, like literally the investment I made in my relationship for so many years that my time and energy is my currency. And so that's part of what helped me kind of unleash this bold power because I think there's ways, and and this isn't just unique to female founders who I work with. I think all women in a lot of ways that, you know, we're told to be small, we're told to uh, smile, you know, we're told to say something, but not say too much. We're told to be not too thin, but not too thick. We're told to, you know, it's, it, there's so many things, right? And so mm-hmm. what I realized is that when we kind of move forward with those things and these societal messages that we're being told, our time and our energy is being drained, which means our currency is being drained. Currency meaning our fuck you money. So what I like teaching the women I work with is I don't even like the word protect because it feels like there's a threat, but like honor your energy, like the goddess and fucking abundant queen you are, because when you don't and your boundaries slide and you're afraid to fire people who are dead weight on your team and you're trying to appease a VC funder, or you feel like you have to wear a low cut dress to go to a VC fund meeting, mm-hmm. like, you're leaving money on the table because you're draining your own time and energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's those subtle things, right? Because we don't even question those little, like, just as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, right. Like we forget sometimes because it's so ingrained in our culture. And so it's so ingrained in us and how we think, but it's just questioning how we think about everything. (laughs) Absolutely. And yeah, it's 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 almost like a knee-jerk reaction because I think it's so deeply ingrained in us, like how even little girls are given Barbies and pink clothing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it starts at such a young age before we even have words for it. So, you know, so I don't say that in a shaming way. I just say that, you know, to encourage my clients to kind of unlearn those things so that they really can tap into their own power and their own abundance and 
a phrase I like using is that like, you don't have to play by men's rules. And I think for many centuries, quite frankly, women had to, women were property. I mean, marriage was a business transaction up until very, very, very recently, uh, maybe even two or three decades ago, right? So I think it's about unlearning so many of these deep-rooted things and it and that does have a direct translation to women in business. You know, so I don't say that in the interest of shaming women who do those things. It's something I have to catch myself on, right? Like, am I trying to appease mm-hmm. a man um, and, and not that I have to do it in an aggressive way. I can be tactful about it and honor my own time and energy. But, you know, am I sitting and listening to mansplaining, right? Because quite frankly, that's a waste of my time. There, there, there's so many ways that it can show up. I even spoke to a female founder the other day who I have immense respect for. And she was in corporate for many years before launching her own marketing company. In her performance reviews, her managers would say, you need to smile more. So, I mean, so it's just, it's so prevalent. And I think Mm -hmm. it, I think it's challenging for women to unlearn because it can feel scary and it can feel like there will be repercussions if we don't play by men's rules. But I'm really trying to disrupt that narrative and say that like your abundant flow, your feminine flow is actually your biggest business asset. And an example of that is why, is why women are so good at crowdfunding, Mm -mm. right? Like women fucking kill it in crowdfunding. And part of that is because women have vast social networks and are able to enhance trust, which quite frankly, in my opinion, is a hell of a lot more impressive than pitching to a venture capitalist who hands you a big check. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just that relational piece alone, right. That I think we forget sometimes is our superpower. And when you can utilize that and then use it for good, like so much power in that. Yeah, absolutely. 100% like using it for good and, and recognizing that like our feminine gifts, like our feminine flow, like it is really, I think a huge untapped resource. And again, why women are so good at crowdfunding, like speaking of impact, you know, not, not to diminish the magnitude or the huge success of getting a venture capital check that can be a game changer. But on a personal level, I think it's a million times cooler to get hundreds, if not thousands of people who believe in your mission, who believe in what you're doing and fund you, whether they do it at $1, $10, a hundred dollars. And I mean, I know women who've had half a million, a million dollar crowdfunding campaigns. So to me, that is the true potential that women possess. And that's why I like saying like, as women in business, we don't have to play by men's rules to be successful. Let's make that an old narrative of the past. Yep. And exactly what you said before, and I'm sure this is so much of the work you do, and I know has been true for me and so many clients I work with, is it's not necessarily learning more or doing more. It's unlearning the patterns and behaviors and thoughts that don't serve us. 100%, 100%. And that's why I feel like not to diminish the value of a business strategy, I could probably tighten up on that myself in all honesty, but that's why I feel like mindset is number one. Like you will not be able to execute your business strategy. You can run in circles and spin your wheels all day with the team that you pay a lot of money 
But if your mindset is not right, you're not going to be able to drive the ship the way that you need to. It's just not going to happen. Yes. And like, this is why I coach around <laughs> mindset and confidence all day, every day. Cause I'm like, strategy is simple. Execution is. becomes simple once yep. the mindset and beliefs are locked in, right? It's when those things are shaky that we're not taking action. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. So tell everyone where they can find you, what you're up to, how they can find out more about you. Yay, totally. So on all social media platforms, Insta, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest, I'm Abundant Woman, but woman is spelled with an XN. So it's W-O-M-X-N because I'm a bisexual woman. So that's just kind of part of my branding and having it more inclusive for for all different kinds of women. And that's also the URL for my website, The Just Went Live Friday. Yeah. And so, you know, I offer kind of four month packages. That's the longest package. But right now what I'm promoting are my two hour deep dives, which are my VIP days. So thank you so much for having me on here. I'm Natasha Lea and I am a sales and business coach for women. So my business really focuses on helping women get to their first five and 10K months using that perfect balance of feminine and masculine energy, which I've developed over the years. So tell us how you have navigated going all in on your business. Like, was there a time when you were maybe half in, half out and kind of what was going on? For sure. I think I'm definitely unhuman. So, you know, I have my up and my down sometimes. I'm very open. So the way the way that I coach has very much so transitioned as the business has changed and as I have kind of developed and become more confident in what I do and fallen in love with my business myself. And I think, you know, that's super, super important, but there will be times where you feel amazing and there will be times where you have the, you know, the doubt creeps in or where you fall out of love with your business. And normally those times are where you feel a bit misaligned with your business and where you're going. And I think one of the things that I've been able to do really well is if something isn't serving me, I'm very, very happy to cut it and cut my losses and also say, Hey, I'm going to take a financial hit from Mm stopping this program. So one of my programs, my Bulletproof Woman Academy was the first thing that I ever launched. Uh, It was my baby. I loved it. But it stopped serving me after a year. And I was like, okay, so this is no longer something that excites me. I'm not going to, because it was a rolling contract, I'm not going to say to my clients, stay on here when I know that I'm not showing up at 150%. So I'm happy to cut it. And any client that wants to continue, they can move into my mastermind, which is the new and evolved kind of Bulletproof Women Academy, which feels a lot more aligned. The BWA was very masculine. This is very much so, like I said, that combination of masculine and feminine. So I definitely think you need to check in with yourself and your business and say, this feels aligned. This doesn't feel that aligned right now. What can I kind of switch? What can I cut out? What can I add? And I think that really kind of helps you reconnect 
Because if you're, as a coach, if you're not excited by what you do and if you're not in love with what you do, like, clients are not stupid nowadays. They can feel it, you know, and you're going to start losing clients, like, one after the other. Think about Absolutely. yourself like, when you're, you're investing as well. I've been in coaching yeah. programs where I felt, mm, this person's not in it anymore. And, like, two months later, a big announcement. Oh, by the way, we're discontinuing this program. Like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think just really checking in with ourselves of like, okay, exactly. Like you said, like, am I showing up to my full capacity here? And then I think it also, you know, especially for so many women and like, I love your background and how you help more women to step into their power and make sales confidently in those things. Cause like now it's one of the things I love helping with too, because I just feel like so many women, I mean, myself included, we all hold ourselves back and there's so much more potential within all of us. But, you know, it's just that place of like being afraid to sell or not talking about your offer enough or like those old tapes and narratives and things running the show. But I love to have clients like take an assessment of like, okay, how many offers did you actually put out this week? Like just the raw data, I think is so wild when you're like, oh, I've been telling stories all week long about how no one wants to buy my thing. And I only put out one offer. Well, of course no one bought it. (laughs) It is so true. That is just so valid. And again, like that's why I'm so obsessed with like this balance of masculine and feminine energy. And by the way, that has nothing to do with gender for anyone like listening to this and thinking that I mean like male and female. It doesn't mean anything. It's more like the doing versus the receiving. But it's so true. Like so many people are like, oh, I'm stepping into my feminine, blah, blah, blah. But okay, but then you're not asking for the sale. Like, are you just going to sit there Mm -hmm. and think that you're going to receive? And so many people are asking for the sale, but actually they don't believe that they deserve it and they're not stepping into their Mm -hmm. feminist. So people can read that, you know, on their stories or their posts and that it translates. And I think that balance is just so key. And knowing your metrics, like you said, the very kind of masculine side, like knowing what it is that you have to do, but also believing that Mm. you have to do and that these things are going to convert and becoming that energetic match for what you want to attract. And that. So one of the things that I've been doing lately is I'm actually, I'm working with a coach who is helping me attach my brand to a greater purpose so that I can become a purpose-led business rather than just some yeah, another sales and business coach. So one of the things that we did is we really kind of delved into my past and, and uh, what it is that I want to do and what kind of materialized from all our conversations was I really, really want to help women be able to use their voices because I think growing up, I was in such a like amazing family, like super successful family that I often felt like my voice wasn't heard or that I was Mm. invisible. Um, Mm. I think reminding yourself, and I hate to use the word purpose because again, it is just so overused. But reminding yourself of your why, your purpose, and what it is that you're doing also helps you kind of navigate those, like that half in, half out. Um, yes. Kind of thing. I could not agree more. And that's always my reminder to myself and to clients, community is like, if you can just really root into your why, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. But for me, it's like getting myself into a place of service and like making sure I'm helping at least one person every single day. 
And that will take me out of any fear, anything that's going on, like the fastest is like going and helping someone else and knowing that I'm making an impact and I'm helping somebody, especially when it comes to like growing their business, hitting their first, you know, 10K month or whatever it might be. Like, I love that stuff. And it reminds me of like why I'm doing it. And anytime I'm attached to that, like the rest, I mean, of course there's hard days, hard moments, all the shit in between, but like, it's when I'm disconnected from why I'm doing what I'm doing. 100%. And exactly what you said, like, if you come from a place of service, then you also don't take that rejection personally. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that I get my clients to understand is like, when you're asking for a sale, you are quite literally asking for a piece of paper in the form of money that we've attached so much value to, but it quite literally is a piece of paper in exchange for the opportunity to change someone's life. I spent 15 grand on my first coaching program and it changed my entire life. I would reinvest that money in a heartbeat. One of the things my coach says is like, when you're going into this, think to yourself, is this expensive or expensive? Does it feel expensive or expensive? And I love that because it's just mm. so true. And all you're saying is give me this money that you're going to make back or you're going to find one day, release that fear and I will change your life. So actually not asking for the sale, it's selfish of you. It, you're withholding the opportunity from someone to change their lives. And there's again that beautiful balance of masculine and feminine energy when you're asking for the sale where if you go in all guns blazing and you're in your in your complete masculine if you get that rejection you enter that like wounded masculine and as a result the person on the other hand enters their wounded feminine which means that actually they can't step into the masculine to achieve the results that you are trying to get them to achieve so it's just that beautiful kind of knowing how to navigate these energies to be able to convert that sale. You know, you don't want to be passive and all in your feminine and be like, oh, if you want to work with me, though, you know, you also don't want to be super aggressive and super direct. You want to make sure that you have that perfect harmony between the two. Yes. And energy alignment is like the key component to everything, right? Like, I think it's it's so like woo-woo and out there until you really start experiencing it and living it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, why would I ever not make sure I'm in alignment before I do anything else in my life? 100%. And you know, I like, I'm not completely about the woo-woo. Like I, I have that because I'm, I come from a science background, like neuroscience is what I study. So I like to see the science behind things, but then you start doing these things, you implement them, and then you're like, oh shit, this stuff actually does work. So, <sighs> you know, I, I take it easy and with a pinch of salt, but then once it starts working, you can't help yourself to be like, oh wow, like where has this been all my life? Yeah. Well, it's just such a cool reminder of how insanely powerful we all are and like what's accessible to us. So true. I love that. I love that. And sometimes, you know, like I get a lot of my clients and they're like, oh, I feel so stressed. Like, I don't know. I don't want to feel like I don't want to work on the business this week. And I'm like, do you know what? Like, first of all, detach from that final outcome. Because if you're chasing the sale, it's just not going to come. Second of all, keep balancing, you know, coaching or, or in general business, it's like you're constantly having to spend these plates everywhere. Like, don't let the ball drop on anything. And if you feel like you don't want to work on your business that week, 
why don't you focus on one thing that you love? Like for me, it's content creation. When I'm having a shit week, I'm like, right, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to do all my calls and show up for them 150%. But all I'm going to do this week is content creation because that's what makes me fall in love with the business again. Again, you have to be creative and kind of understand and acknowledge how you feel in that moment rather than trying to force, you know, I need to sell, I need to sell. And you just, you know, you've just broken up with your boyfriend or whatever. And you're just (laughs) in that mood to, to sell. Yeah, so true. So true. So tell everyone where they can find you, what you have going on, all the good things. So they can find me on my Instagram, which is Natasha.Lea, L-E-Y-A. I've also got a Facebook group that is called Sales Coaching for Women in Business. And the final thing is my mastermind, which is launching in May, my Bulletproof Sales Mastermind that is going to follow the exact kind of framework that I used in order to get to where I am in my first year of business, which is freaking awesome, like sold out. And yeah, that's what I would say. Those are the main platforms that I use. But definitely, if anyone's interested, they can just hit me up for the Evergreen program. And I'm in love with it. Amazing. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Thank you so much for being here, Natasha. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is Claire Williamson and I'm a soul goal coach and I help soul fired up female entrepreneurs become magnetic to the clients that they want online. And we do this by hacking, biohacking those emotions that really keep us holding back, playing small and leveraging our personal story. I believe we all have a story. My question is always, are you leveraging that story? Are you still stuck in that story? So really, we're looking to heal all parts of ourselves, all of those things that we've been through so that we can take the wisdom and we can impact lives. And that's really what makes us magnetic to those clients on social media. So I'm curious what your story is with maybe being half in and half out and what your your journey looks like. Maybe it has something to do with the reality TV show and coming back to that point, but I'm curious what that's looked like. I knew you were going to ask me this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I have a world record in half-assing and I didn't realize it, to be honest. I sort of thought that I was putting myself all in my business. I had a lot of excuses around what that looks like because I had two children and, you know, hubby was at work all day. But now in retrospect, I know that I was just lacking belief in myself. You know, I was sort of half-arsing on purpose because full-arsing sort of put me in this place of risk that I actually realized I wasn't worrying about failing because failing is quite familiar and I've failed quite a few times and I've survived. I was really afraid of succeeding. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was putting me in this place of I would put an online course up, but I'd only half-ass it. You know, it's like, well, you don't want to make it too good because what if people actually buy it and then they tell you it's shit or, you know, like, or it's really good. And then you've got just, you know, up into that subconscious train wreck of thought. And the way I figured out that I'd been half-assing was the day that my husband came home and he said, Hey, hon, 
bit of bad news. I've just been made redundant. And I sort of looked at him and I was like, oh my God. Okay. Well, you know, I was earning pretty much nothing in my business a little bit, but just, yeah, not enough to cover his salary. And we'd been in this place before as well, because I'd lost my job when I was six months pregnant with my second daughter. And we actually lost, almost lost our house. So like, it was almost like trauma coming back. Oh my God, you know, and I shot it down. I was like, hang on a minute. This is the biggest opportunity ever Mm. to go full ass into my business. Mm. How about you just stay home and you look after the children and and I go full-time in my business. And so we made the decision that was what we were going to do. And I actually used like about two thirds of his redundancy, which was meant to see us through till Christmas to pay for a coach. And we're sort of like got a sweat on because it was such a huge investment and we had no (laughs) idea how we were going to make the next installment. And we're all ready to go. And then about two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, oh my God, well, this changes everything. And I was sort of like on the edge. I was like, do I pull back? You know, what is the universe doing? Is it telling me not to, not to go all in? And then I realized it was my, it was my chance to prove that everything I want was possible. Mm. And I really had to get to this space of belief that I would create that next installment, that this was not going to be another thing that I would sort of pull back on. You know, I was done playing small. I was done keeping safe. I was ready to believe that everything was possible and that that success was going to be an awesome place. And so I was kind of forced to go full full us. But it was the best thing that could have ever happened. And the second best thing that ever happened was that a few months later, COVID hit. Mm. So my husband, he had no choice. Like he couldn't go back to work because we were all stuck in lockdown. And, and, you know, it was that push. It was just these constant pushes I needed to just keep going harder, going harder, going, you know, more into my business and understanding what it was within me that was wanting me to keep safe, that was believing that I couldn't handle success, keep the momentum up, be this person that I wanted to be. You know, I had to really dig in. And this is where I went deep with the healing work, deep with the inner work to really understand myself so much better. And a lot came up from my childhood that I really hadn't connected with. So it was this amazing journey. But now, like now my clients are always like, oh God, watch out, Claire's coming because we, we don't half-ass anything. Like we, we either go full ass in or no ass at all. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also see a lot, I, lo- I see like a lot of the symptoms of half assing as well. Like I can pick it out as a recovered half-asser, right? It's like, I can see what you're doing and I'm going to call you out on it. Because I think a lot of people, if they really dug deep, they would say the same thing that, okay, maybe I don't fear failure. I've I've been feeling like I do, but actually I fear my success. And it does, like so many of us, and I think many women Mm -hmm. have this lack of belief, this this question, am I good enough? Can Mm -hmm. I do this? You know, and and, and I think one of the, the most liberating journeys is to get to this place, do the work to get to this place where you know I can, I will, I must, you know, to get that energy and step into that power. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's so many good nuggets in there. And one of them, which I'm sure you can say in hindsight too, is through the work that I'm sure you do with clients. Now, when you're saying like, I see it in people is you don't have to wait until that point 
where it's like back in the corner. I have to do this. You know, I mean, I think just subconsciously, a lot of us do like, that's just kind of human nature. Again, back to that idea of like choosing comfort and safety and things that are familiar, right? Because that's very programmed into us. But it's amazing now the work that you do to get to call people to that place of like, you don't have to wait. Carrie, can I be real with you? Like I literally sat on my laptop and cried tears of joy this afternoon. Like I was doing my accounts and I was looking at my business and I was like, it was almost like, thank God I didn't wait any longer. Like everything that's happened in the last 12 months, the people I've met, the work that I've done, the clients I've worked with, you know, we haven't been able to go and travel the world because it's been locked down, but the experiences that I've had, like to think that I would have pushed that out because of excuses I can't afford it. It's not the right time. Well, I can't do that right now because I'm a mum. I can't do that because I've just fallen pregnant. Mm. You know, it was like, it was the worst time. There, there could not have been logically a worse time to invest what was 33,000 New Zealand dollars in a coach <laughs> when my husband was like redundant. I was pregnant. COVID came along. There's no right time. There is just right now. And like in the last 12 months, I've lost two really close friends to cancer, my age, under Mm. 40 years old. And it makes you think, like it makes you realize you don't have time. You don't have time. And I, like they, I guess, they lived the kind of life that I used to live where everything was kind of good enough. You know, it was like, it was all, it was kind of, it was all right. But there was lots of struggle. There was lots of issues. Now I know life doesn't have to be like that at all. And again, it comes back to our power, our choices, our decisions, our belief, our trust. And I wouldn't swap any of this for the world. Like I'm so happy that I made that decision. And you are absolutely right. Don't wait. I waited so long. I hustled in my business for three years. That is time that I could have been spending with my children. You know, I, I've just had my baby girl. She's seven months old now and I get so much time with her and I'm so present. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. I'm such a better version of myself than I was with my other two. And that could have been the same way if I hadn't have waited. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't learn things during waiting. You yeah. know, I possibly wouldn't have the wisdom that I ha- have now if I hadn't have gone through all those struggles and all that hustle. Mm-hmm. But I still feel for people like really ask yourself, what really is your excuse? And are you ready? Because if you can feel that, that, that energy of intention, then in some way, all you need is that, that energy of intention that every single cell in my body right now is ready for change. I'm ready Mm -hmm. to, I don't know what it looks like. I have no idea what I'm going to, how I'm going to do it. I don't even need to know just the energy that I'm going to, like there's such power in that. There's such power in that doors start to open in front of you. Things start to shift. It's incredible. I see it over and over and over. It's, it's, it's magical. It's so true. It's just wild, right? When you have not just your own examples, but then you work with people every day and you have (laughs) examples that, that, you know, of their stories and their successes. And I mean, I get it until it clicks in, it feels very like out there and abstract, but it really is true. Like the path and the step-by-step is not your job. Like your job is to decide and to show up in that place of belief 
And exactly like you described before, like that is the hardest work. And really what holds most women back is the belief that they're not good enough, that they can't do it. Like all of those narratives and stories that we've been conditioned to think about ourselves. And that's what gets us stuck in the how. Yep. Because if we're stuck in the how and we can't figure out the how, then we stay safe. Another tool that I use, or it's more more of a visual, is I say to people, it's like, you want to look at yourself like you're at the bottom of a flight of stairs. And right at the top of the stairs, right at the top, there's your vision. There is what you want to create. But sort of be okay with the fact that you're on the first step. There is a bunch of steps in between you and the vision, but you don't need to know what is on all of those steps. You don't. You just need to know what is on the next step. And if you are really focused on that vision, and you're tapped into yourself and you you spend your time being a human being instead of a human doing, you know, you start to <laughs> pull back a little bit mm-hmm. and do the meditations, do the breath work, spend some time just staring at the fluff in your navel, having a cup of tea, you will see what's on the next step. And if you really can't see, then, then get hire that help, get that coach, get them to see the blind spots that you can't see. But it is only ever that next step. It's like the universe just drops those breadcrumbs and you you pick them up and you move forward and then suddenly see the next step. You don't need to know how. And if we take our focus out of that, like again, magic happens, right? It's just a safety net, overthinking, survival brain. I call myself a recovered survivor Mm. because, you know, especially people who have a story, who have a painful story, who have been through trauma, they're like, I'm a survivor. I survived that rape. I survived that domestic abuse. I'd survived that bankruptcy, but they wear it like a badge. And if you're Mm. surviving, you're still dealing with that shit and you're still feeling all the feelings of it that are holding you back. How about we become a recovered survivor and start to thrive, become unlimited get out of this survival brain because it's only going to take you the same way. And that's round in circles, right? <laughs> and you only, it can only ever see back. We want to see forward. We want to be like coming into that front part of the brain, that new part of the brain that's connected to your soul's vision and, and your inner voice and your higher self and innovation, genius, creation, creativity. Like we can only do that when we switch the, the thoughts off, right? Yes. And we go in. Yeah. And I'm sure you are similar in your work with clients, but I'm always like, I I mean, sure. It's easy to muster your way through hustle, grind all the things you can absolutely build a successful business mazel tov to the people that want to do that. But I don't want any part of that. Like I want a life and I want clients (laughs) that, that want to be like, holy shit, how did she do that? Like that was magic, you know? And like in that place of trust and flow and ease, like when I talk about ease, I really mean it when it's just like things come naturally. And like you were talking about with content, when it's, you sit down and you have a moment and it just spills out of you and you don't have to overthink. You don't edit it. You just hit send. And that is when, you know, you're like, okay, I am aligned with what I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm here to do on this planet. Absolutely. And for me, like it's being tapped into your story as well. Cause you know, when you know the power of your story, then you can look at every single moment in your day to day as a classroom. And you can be like, what did I just learn here? What did I do? that perhaps 
being that little bit ahead of the people that I serve, they don't Mm. know to do that. Mm. And then backing that up with a story and sharing Mm. from that place of vulnerability and, and sharing where you've come from to where you are and, you know, getting real with somebody, that content lands just so much, so much better. I do want to share just a little bit of magic just to, in you know, give that incentive around the ease and the trust and the manifestation. So I have had on my to-do list for the last six weeks, this line that says, do warm stage outreach and brainstorm cold stages. Because one of my big goals for this year is to do more of this. I want to speak on 200 podcast summits, like whatever. I just want to get out there and use my voice. But I've been getting those kind of, you know, limiting feelings and pulling back a little bit and really being my my best client (laughs) and (laughs) distracting myself in all this other work. And so last week I pulled back. I was like, right, okay, I'm going to get into the vision. And I creatively visualized. I did a vision board. I just literally got into my imagination the entire week. week I was like a kid in a, a candy store, like the things that my mind imagined and felt and felt mm-hmm. it like it was already happening, right? Yeah. And I had four stages reach out to me. I love and it. I, yeah. I was like, well, hello, universe. Like, you know, it's like, why do we hustle? Those, those doors open, those opportunities do present themselves when we set that intention, when we be in the, the energy of, of it is done. It is already done. It's and wild. That, it's so yeah. good. And in that, in that energy, we become energetically ready to receive as well. It's like saying, yes, I'm actually ready for this now, yeah. which is powerful as well. Well, it's when we doubt, right? And when all the scarcity creeps in. I mean, we know this, but it's just true. It's like, it's not faith until it looks like it's not going to happen, you know? (laughs) And that's like, that's how I view it. It's like, okay, so you're trying to hit a goal and it's 1150 on whatever night. And you're like, "Mm, didn't happen. And I'm like, no, you go to bed with belief. You trust that it is done and you're going to wake up and that goal is hit. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. And I did that today as well. I had had a huge payment going out and it was like, I'd focused, I'd just focused, focused, focused. I was like, that money's going to be there. That money's going to be there. That money's going to be there. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because at 5 p.m. today in the account, there was $3 more than the amount that was due to go out. (laughs) And I was like, why am, why was I not like that million dollars is going to be there? That million dollars is going to be there. Like, why was I just focusing on that bill? You know, cause I think, ah, oh, set the intention, mm. believe, trust, yes. and it will, it will happen for us. We don't need to hustle. Agreed. We do not need to hustle. And that, that goes with that, that half-assing, full-assing, right? It's like, it's all yeah. energy. It's all energy. When we're full-assing something, we're fully in, we've got full intention. And that half-assing, it's like we're telling the universe, still not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm ready to receive, you know? Yep, exactly. With you. <laughs> so tell us where we can find you and where people can see what you're up to. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. You can find me at, at CW underscore full underscore circle. Definitely come out, come over and check me out on there. There's um, drop me a, D- a DM, say hello. I do have a link to what I call the soul goal kit, 
which is an awesome little resource that, yeah, just starts to get you in control of those, those limiting emotions and, and start to get more visible, start to take those little small steps I talked about, you know, and, and actually um, build that confidence through action. Mm, amazing. Thank you so much, Claire. This was so good. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I feel like I say this every week, but what an amazing episode. I am so grateful for these women sharing their stories and really peeling back the curtain of what it takes to go all in on your business. There's so much that can go on behind the scenes that too often we're not talking about. And I just really desire to use this platform to bring people in to what other people are thinking and what's going on and what it takes to be successful in this online space. And the fact that there is room for all of us, like truly, truly. So if you're doubting yourself, if you're playing the game of what if, and should I, shouldn't I, I just encourage you to take to heart what these women had to share and to decide what you really want. Like if you could dream up anything, anything at all, what would that be? What would your ideal business look like? What would your ideal life look like? And really get into the feeling state of that. And knowing that everyone starts somewhere. So if you're not where you want to be, it's okay, but you're exactly where you're meant to be. And can you start with acceptance? This whole concept has changed everything for me. And I talk about this a lot, but it's really this concept of accepting what is and also holding the duality of life and knowing that we can be so freaking grateful for where we are and still want something different. And it gets to be both. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I hope these women have given you permission, as always, to live a life that you are obsessed with, to really peel back the layers to what you want and to look at all the thoughts, the ideas, the people, the situations that told you you couldn't or that maybe hurt you along the way or laughed at your ideas or whatever has come up because everyone encounters them. And I I just really believe and remember that other people's limitations are their limitations. They don't have to be yours. And so just because somebody says something's not possible, it doesn't mean that it's true. It might be that they have their own ideas and beliefs around what is possible for them. And so they're projecting their ideas onto you. And our job is to not worry about what everyone else thinks, which is so much easier said than done. But at the same time, truly is the work. Like I want to live a life that gives other people permission to live in freedom, to dream bigger, to live unconventionally. I felt so wrong and so judged and shamed for so many years of desiring freedom and a minimalistic lifestyle and something that was completely different than the world I grew up in. And there's nothing wrong with it. And now I'm able to accept it of how I'm wired and what I desire. And it's okay if other people can't see that or don't cheer me on in that. I trust that the right people do. And that's, that's enough. And I'm here with a big, bold mission. And I know that you are too, if you're listening, because you desire to truly use your gifts in this world 
and be highly compensated for them. So these women are such an example of what's possible and that so much of it starts with the decision, the decision to go all in and clearing all the thoughts, ideas that say you can't and your brain's going to keep coming up with them day after day, but keep shifting, keep healing, keep changing, keep remembering who you are before the world told you who you were supposed to be or who not to be. So I'm so grateful you are here. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is such an honor to be in your ears every single week. Make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. Will you also do me a quick favor and go leave us a review and rating? This will help more people to easily find this free show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift that you can make in your unique business to start making more money and impact, I would love nothing more than to help you. So go head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and book a free 30-minute discovery call. I would love to get some fresh eyes on your business and talk about how you can start making more money and an impact right now. So thanks again for being here and cannot wait to see you next week.